Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us for another hope-filled message. And our prayer is that you are encouraged by this powerful Sunday sermon. Welcome to church and welcome to our Mother's Day service, as the guys have already said. And uh, I want to just, uh, first of all, honour all those kids that have come to church with their mum. Often I hear in the foyer on a, sun, on a Sunday on a Mother's Day and someone will say, oh, I'm here because mum asked me to this for, her, for this to be her Mother's Day gift. And uh, so if that's you, I hope you're really relaxed. I also do really just want to honour those, um, those ones who uh, find Mother's Day a little bit more difficult. Obviously, Mother's Day is an incredible day for us to celebrate every woman. But for those of you who may have lost mums recently or for whatever reason Mother's Day can be a bit tough, I pray that the peace of God would be your protection on this particular day as well. So uh, that's, that's amazing. Well, I um, today I've obviously got a couple of awesome, beautiful young ladies with me. And we are going to be talking around a theme called Take a Bow, which is the theme for today. And we're just going to take the opportunity to dive into the Word of God. We're going to look at some scriptures that really celebrate women and just celebrate why they're really just everyday legends. So we're going to do that shortly. But first, let me introduce the two girls with us. Uh, So on my left here in the middle is our beautiful Katie. Katie is a mum of two. Two young, gorgeous adults who are sitting here, I think, at the moment somewhere. And then, and but also mum, auntie to a whole lot of extras in your home as well, which has been incredible to watch. And then Joe is a very new mum. So we had the beautiful, uh, she's a beautiful Zendaya. And I think a lot of us would know little Zendaya and uh, it's very... She's like a little mascot almost for all of us, isn't she? Because she's just very loved by church, by the whole church. And I'm a mum of two. Our, my, we have a daughter and a son who are now 22 and almost 20. So, yeah. Um, so why don't you just highlight hi- one of the highlights of past Mother's Days that stick in your mind, Jo? Yeah. Oh, last year's Mother's Day is a bit of a blur, I think. Zendaya was only a couple months old, so I actually don't remember it. I just was so sleep deprived. Actually, did you get me a massage? I think I fell asleep in it, but it was great. Yeah. Okay, that's (laughs) awesome. Katie? Um, I think it's uh, quite funny listening to, um, you know, the whispering going on in the background and uh, my husband saying, oh, uh, she's not my mum. (laughs) (laughs) And on the note of my husband, I just want to give a big shout out to him. He's recently graduated and is now uh, Dr. Siosi Fatuba'ili. Congratulations. Doctor's in the house. That was definitely a big moment for him, for you guys as a family. Congratulations, you'll see. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, favorite, one of my favorite Mother's Day moments was I think when the kids were young and they presented me with Mother's Day in bed and it was like a peanut butter sandwich with butter kind of stuck, globs of butter, globs of peanut butter and then banana sliced on top and you have to do that whole like, this is amazing, thank you so much. (laughs) And as they watched you eat every bite and you're like, yeah, I'm loving this, (laughs) truly. Anyway, you do love it (laughs) in the long run. All right. (laughs) Um, Today we are going to be looking and talking around Proverbs 31. And I know this is possibly a scripture familiar to a lot of you, maybe or maybe not. And uh, it has been a piece of scripture that has been entitled many beautiful, by many beautiful titles. It's given 
Such things as a virtuous wife, the wife of noble character, or the woman who fears the Lord. And it's a beautiful piece of scripture, but it's possible to be fair to say that it has in times been almost a little bit cliche, and perhaps almost... Um, more often than not, joked about as this woman that is almost that is unattainable because it describes this woman who just seems perfect in every single way, and you're like, however would we achieve that? But I want to, I guess, today to pull out some scriptures and look at some of the characteristics of this woman, and I guess redeem the scripture that and actually go, actually, with the with the power of God, we all, man or woman, male or female, can walk and live in some of these characteristics. So we're going to explore that today and discuss that as a panel. Uh, so first of all, let's just pray, right? Father, we thank you for your beautiful word. We thank you that today we get to celebrate woman and that we get to come around your word to be able to explore what some of that means. And uh, we just, I pray that every word that gets spoken today will be words of life and words that will open us up. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, well, the first characteristic that we are going to pull out is uh, there's three of them or three or four of them that we're going to look at. The first one comes from verse 25, and it talks about strength and honor. So scripture says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Now, the word honor in this particular verse can be defined as the quality of knowing and doing what is morally right. And I love that these two words have actually been put together, strength and honor, because I think for us to be able to walk in a way that is morally right and to be able to do that on a consistent basis, we need to be able, we need a level of strength to be able to achieve that, right? And, um, you know, for us to be able to do that and in those moments when you're, as a mother, you're stretched, when your children are demanding everything of you and you're like, God, how do I keep going? And in the strength that he empowers you with and to do what is right, you're unable to do that. To do what is right in a workplace when you've got a work, mate, when a work colleague who frustrates the heck out of you, um, but you are able to respond with grace and with kindness. It's, it's being able to do that with the strength and honor. And in those big moments, those moments that we face, all of us, when there's, there's really extreme difficult times, being able to walk through those with strength and honor. And, and I... I love also the second part of that verse where it says, she shall rejoice in time to come. And I think that speaks of consistency, of walking in, with strength and honor and doing that consistently week in, week out, year in, year out. And over that season, when you're able to look back and go, and you know you've made the right choices, that you can then see that you're able to rejoice over a period of time. So, girls, I know that we don't always get everything right, but I know that a lot of times you you will have got things right. So, why don't you talk about a time where you've had to walk through a season and had to really dig in and, and walk with strength and honour, and you've seen rejoicing on the other side of that as a result. So, Joe, why don't we start with you? Yeah, thanks, Carl. Um, the, the most obvious one for me is the, my daughter and, and the gift that she is in Dea. Um, my husband and I, we walked our, our journey of infertility pretty openly. Um, but that was, that was seven years of um, trusting God and going through um, heartbreaking disappointments through, through miscarriage and, and not knowing would this ever be our reality. Uh, but even through that, yes, now we've got the miracle. We've got our baby girl who is just such a joy of our lives. But through that, that season... Of, of waiting, 
there was decisions that had to be made in terms of who who did I want to be in the waiting or um, I didn't want to find my my strength in, in hardening my heart, but actually had this picture of I want to have a, a strong back but a soft heart, a soft heart towards God rather than cursing him, but actually leaning into him and and whether that's waiting for a, a, a child, a job opportunity, a, a, a spouse, a, a family member to be saved. Um, I think that's something that really, um, yeah, held me over that time. But when thinking about it, I think it's actually through the decisions that I made even as a high schooler in terms of who I wanted to be. So it's that consistency of come hell or high water, I'll be found in God's house. And so that really helped me later on in life, going through this waiting season of actually predetermined decision of this is where I'm going to be, this is who I want to be. Yeah. That's awesome, Joe. I love that. I love, you know, for the young ones, honestly, if we can make the decisions in the space of when we're young, it helps you so much later in life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But I think today is also a great day to make a decision. Absolutely. As well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And um, I just really want to honour you and TC as well, just that you did, you know, like you said, you walked that fertility journey really openly with us as a family, right? As a church. So, um, and I know that we've all been honoured to be able to walk that with you and to be able to see some of that. So thank you. Yeah, Katie, what about you? Um, for me, this um, scripture, uh, uh, my daughter Oceana gave it to me uh, many years ago, and I put it up on my mirror. And when I looked at it and read it, to me, that was not me. Like, I looked at it and I thought, well, I'm not that person. I'm not strong and confident. Um, I don't laugh, you know, looking forward into the future. I was more... Um, worried and, you know, nervous and anxious about what was coming up. Um, so I guess the journey that I've been through just through life and just um, really getting to know God and, and Him installing in me that, um, that strength and that honour um, has really helped me to walk, walk through and to look ahead to the future and be actually, um, yeah, happy and joyful knowing where I am and trusting in him that he is a good God. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And isn't it incredible that so often our, our children see, or people around us, whether it's children or, or just, they see things in us that we don't even see ourselves. And it's really important to surround ourselves with great people like that who are going to speak into that. But yeah, Katie, you are definitely, definitely very strong and honourable, that's for sure. That's amazing. All right, well, strength and honor, that's our first characteristics. The next one we're going to jump into is looking at verse, verse 26, which talks about the simple characteristic of kindness. And uh, verse 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, this verse, I think, is stunning and challenging all at the same time, because how many of us would love to be able to have words of wisdom and kindness come out of our mouths every time that we open them, right? But I am the first to admit that that's certainly not always the case. But uh, this woman is, has is, um, obviously was able to achieve that, and I think it's something for us to be able to, for all of us to be able to uh, work towards and, you know, always be, be something that we would like to endeavor to be more so like. 
Um, the Bible talks a lot about the power of the tongue and the words that we speak and the impact that it has on our lives. You know, James is a, probably a favorite scripture of mine from James chapter 3, where it says that no man can tame the tongue, for it is an unruly evil, and it's full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God, and with it, we curse man who is made in the image of God. And, you know, some of that language is very strong, but it's the reality, right, that we can curse man by, and at the same time trying to bless God, but... You know, instead of instead of that, it should be that we have kindness and we have wisdom on our on our tongue. So, girls, how do we do this? How do we have have words come out of our mouths that are filled with kindness? Which kindness doesn't have to be just nice words; they can be words of correction and love. But how do we do that of wise words and kindness rather than just words? You know, how have you created an intentionality in your world to be able to do that? So, Joe, we'll jump to you again first. Yeah. Uh, the picture that comes to mind is that I create my world with my words or I create my, my future with my words. So if I'm going to speak life and kindness into others, I feel like I'm sowing seeds of of that into my future. So I'm really mindful of that when it comes to raising Zendaya. So in terms of um, not speaking words of uh, that she's shy or, or that kind of thing, but actually speaking words of confidence over her or even when it comes to, um, I was thinking about uh, when I was flatting um, and friendships and that kind of thing, rather than speaking words of laziness over flatmates or siblings or that kind of thing to actually um, speak to the creativity um, or um, speak to, no, but actually maybe it's about speaking to, hey, is there some, un are you unsure about what to do or is there a fear of failure in, in that, but actually, yeah, creating um, a world with my words where people can thrive. Um, the first fight that I ever had with my husband when we were first married was over pineapple juice. I know, he's told this story sure. before, but I want to take this moment to tell you my side. Um, we but, love that. Yeah, because we're talking about speaking words of kindness. And let's be honest, nobody just wakes up and, like, I feel kind today. Kindness is a choice. And so there was a moment where there was a can of pineapple juice we were in the kitchen together cooking, and I had a plan because we were on a budget. First year marriage, anyone else? Amen. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to use this in my next meal, and I had this whole plan. I didn't communicate that. So here he was helping, and he poured the pineapple juice down the drain, and I didn't choose kindness in that moment. Um, but that was a real learning opportunity where this was something so stupid, but we had this big fight. But now looking back in a situation where maybe I've got an idea of what I want to happen or that kind of thing, I can choose my words. And to this day, he doesn't fear being in the kitchen with me. So I have sown seeds, ladies. <laughs> I have sown seeds. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Maybe we all need to give a bottle of pineapple juice to Joe <laughs> just to make up for it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, what about you, Katie? Um, so, I guess for me... Um, I've just forgotten the question. Oh, I'm just thinking about pineapple juice. 
We're talking about how about shaping your world or oh, how yes, you with words use of kindness. words of kindness yes. or wisdom. Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like I'm really good at giving kindness to those who are not my immediate family. <laughs> I'm um, good at speaking kindness to my friends, to uh, my clients, to students. But when it comes to my immediate family, they get a lot of correction and not a lot of kindness. And I feel like that's a big work on for me and um, something that I have to very consciously stop and think, okay, I just need to put a little word in there. Like, did the, they did that well. I need to remind them that that was good. Or they said that nicely. Yeah, or they spoke to people well. Um, and also for my husband, um, just because, you know, a husband, he needs to be honored and respected. That's his number one need. And so we need to remember to uplift them and encourage them. And not just for him, because our sons, as they grow up, they also need that. And I think that's probably one of my biggest struggles at the moment with a growing teenager is how do I build him up and lift him up when, you know, his room might not look like uh, <laughs> anyone's been in it for a while. And uh, yeah, there's lots of challenges. Um, but that's, that's one thing that I have to consciously stop and think about and make myself um, say something good. Just take that extra couple of seconds to do it. Yeah. So great. Appreciate the vulnerability, you girls, because it's a reality, right, for all of us. And, um, yeah, I love that. And I really love the way that you honour your husbands and Katie and CLC run an incredible marriage seminar, so she knows what she's talking about, right? Yeah. Can I just give a little plug for our marriage course <laughs> that starts on sure. Tuesday? Any um, couples married or going to be married or any couples that want to come, it's just a great time to work out how, like little tips on how to do relationships better. So, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. So great. <laughs> Shameless plug there. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but it's the reality. I think it's you know the the power of our the word of our words and tongue is something that forever we're, it's a challenge for all of us. I know just for myself. A few weeks ago, I was talking. We're hanging out at breakfast, the four of us, our immediate family, and we're talking about just a situation. And I gave an example of someone that I have observed, not from here. So you don't have to worry. But I, I, I observed them, and I was I was to be honest, I was probably a little bit critical of their behaviour. And I shared this story because it was relevant to what we were talking about with the family. And I later on, I was working that day, and I felt so clearly the Holy Spirit say to me, you didn't need to share those words. Like, I could have maybe shared the story without mentioning that person's name, or I could have just not told the story at all. Because now, the in that moment, the impression of my family now has of that person might be slightly different. And I had to apologize. So I got on my family chat and we were, you know, on WhatsApp or whatever it was. And I just said, guys, I just want to let you know that I want to apologize for speaking about that person that way because it wasn't necessary. And I think it's really important that in moments that when we get it wrong, because we all get it wrong at times, that we're not afraid to come back, circle back and apologize. And there's power in that. There's power in that so that we continue to walk with kindness and wisdom in our words. So... Yeah, so that's strength and honour, it's kindness, and then our last characteristic that we want to talk about is, this, is that someone who fears the Lord, 
And this verse comes from verse, the scripture comes from verse 27. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman or a man who fears the Lord, he or she shall be praised. And I just want to give a little bit of a definition of, of what fearing, God, fearing the Lord means, because it's not something that we probably talk a lot about, even though the, the Bible is filled with scriptures about fearing God. The definition that says, fearing God means having a reverence for him that greatly impacts the way we live. The fear of God is respecting him, obeying him, submitting to his discipline, and worshipping him in awe beautiful, right? Like, it's just a beautiful description. And, you know, when I, I, I he, the, the scripture exhorts us to put aside those things that may seem natural in terms of charm, in terms of beauty, of what we see naturally with our eyes, but that the most important thing is to fear the Lord. And it's someone who fears the Lord is that person will be praised. And it's very easy for us to look at the natural. But I know for myself that when I look at someone who I see coming off them, those things that are a result of fearing the Lord, those things like love and joy and peace and, um, and patience, those things I'm attracted to. Yeah. When I think of, of older, those who are more in their more mature years and their youthful charm or youthful beauty may have faded, but there is something incredibly beautiful about them because there is a, a sparkle in their eye, there is a smile, their smile lights up the room when they come in, and it's a result of them having walked with God and having lived a life that may not have been perfect, but you can see that they have known God and they've feared God, and that so there is a beautiful peace about them. So, girls, why don't we talk about maybe examples in your lives where you've got people who you have seen and have, they obviously have walked with God and feared God. You know, just talk about what that's meant to you. Katie, do you want to start with that one? Yeah, sure. Um, as you mentioned, all those qualities and characters, characteristics, I, um, it makes me think of Joan, our friend Joan, who used to come to the service and she passed away um, Christmas Day, um, just gone. And she was so full of the Lord. She would be so joyful. She'd jump and grab you and hug you. And, um, and that was just a blessing to be part of. Yeah. And, um, and another person that reminds me of is uh, Susie's mum, Tuna. She uh, used to come and stay with us from time to time from Samoa. And in the Samoan culture, you do a lotto, a prayer um, in the evening, 7 o'clock. And so one time Siossi was away and she did the lotto with me and my kids and she shared Psalm 19. And I remember thinking about it then, like how she revered God so much and, and it really helped me to, I guess, really understand the scripture. The scripture starts with, um, you know, the skies proclaim his majesty and his creation and you just... It just goes through all the different things. Um, I remember driving to work and feeling the sun on my back and thinking, yes, this is that scripture, and just helping me to meditate on it. It was just, um, and then at the end, it talks about revealing, you know, what is in your heart and in your mind, and, and just how we as humans are, well, we're sinful, and how we always need to keep growing and keep, keep learning and being close with him, because when we are close with him, then he helps us to become more like him, and like you say, to be more joyful, and oh, to have all the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. 
It's beautiful. Yeah. And I love the example, obviously, of beautiful generational blessing that you have for her to be able to speak into your life that way and for you to respond in that way is, is really stunning, Katie. Very uh, blessed when you can have a generational blessing like that, right? And that we can learn from the generations above and be able to learn and also give to the generations around and below as well. So it's obviously you're very blessed in that regard. Yeah. So what about you, Joe? Yeah, I just, I love the house of God because whether you know it or not, I'm, I'm taking things from everybody in terms of like different attributes or different family traditions or different ways that you, you do life through conversations. I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to adopt that and that kind of thing. Um, but just as powerful as a positive example is, um, sometimes I, I can look at my family and, and lineage and there's certain things that I actually don't want in my future. And um, when it comes to, yeah, honouring God and then seeing the fruits of the Spirit outworked, I can see where, um, yeah, different generations have, have made decisions that's taken them down a, a pathway. So, for example, my, my parents are still together, uh, but in their siblings, they're the only ones who haven't um, been affected through um, affairs, whether they... Uh, acted upon it or was on the receiving end. So I've seen the destruction uh, through my cousins and that kind of thing. So for for me, that's where I'm like, there's a line in the sand where actually that that's not going to carry on in, in, in my line. And, um, and so something that I'm really, yeah, passionate about is that I don't just want to survive my marriage. I want my marriage to thrive. But that's true in terms of uh, any thing that maybe you can see in the relationships and around you, um, whether it be addictions, whether it be gossip or a tendency to be negative, it's like actually that doesn't need to continue. That can stop with me. So sometimes I'm just I'm thankful, and I do joke about it with my sister and my mum. Mum in certain areas, hey, thanks for showing me what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so great. That's a great example, and yeah, I think it's right. You say really important to. Uh, honour the, the great that you can take out of those people in our lives and those ones where you've seen them, them fearing God and then also pick up on those things that you also want to add in into your life as well. Uh, it's amazing. So I guess as we just bring this to a close, you know, when obviously we've got we've got strength and honour and kindness and fear of the fear of the Lord. And one of the things I've actually been pondering on some of this content uh, for some time now, over the last couple of months, one of the things I have actually personally been focusing on is the fear of the Lord, and I've been really uh, studying what that means, and because God talks about it so much in Scripture, and I think just to wrap this up, it's incredible that when we apply and we walk in these examples that this proverb talks about, that there are incredible outcomes and benefits of that, and I was going through a whole lot of scriptures the other day around the fear of the Lord, and after step, we'll put it up on screen, and it's probably really difficult to read because I literally was scrawling this. So I can write neater, you guys, but I was just writing this really fast, thinking no one was ever going to see this. But I read this out to some friends the other day, and it just prompted me to think, actually, there's power in this. And... Um, these words where this is, you can see it's called the dividend of the fear of the Lord or all the benefits of, of the fear of when we fear God and we walk in these ways of strength and honor and kindness and fearing God. And these are some of the, the outcomes of when we do that. And I won't read them all for sake of time, but 
just a few is healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. How, how good is that, right? It keeps us away from evil. It prolongs our life. There's strong confidence and our children will have refuge. We avoid the snares of death and it's a fountain of life. We sleep satisfied. How good, you know, who needs extra beautiful, peaceful sleep? There's rewards. We have riches and honor in life. Great is his goodness in our lives. His eyes are, are on us. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And it goes on, and I encourage you guys to go and research and study it for yourself. But, you know, as I have meditated on these kind of scriptures, the, what it's done for me in terms of actually going, actually, I want to obey. I want to, I want to do what God's asking of us. I want, to, I want to live a life that this proverb and this woman and this proverb has modeled because uh, I know it brings pleasure to God. But then at the same time, I also know that life is so much better and so much richer when we do. So can I encourage all of us to think about these, these things, to think about walking in strength and honor and kindness and, and, and in a way that fears God, to obey him, to, to know his word so that we can obey him and outwork uh, the way that he's asked us to live because it's always for our benefit. So I think it'd be nice if we could just uh, thank the girls here well, <laughs> for their beautiful wisdom and grace. Thank you, ladies. It was so... So, so good. Um, Thank you for listening to this podcast. I trust you're encouraged by this incredibly powerful word. You know, you've always got a place to call home here at Life, and I want to encourage you to join us in one of our campuses in Auckland or Tauranga, or why don't you join us at Church Online? To find out more about life and to stay connected with us, why don't you visit lifenz.org?